Hey, Schmitch. What, what does that mean? That That's bitch and schmiganese and schmigadoon. <laughs> <laughs> that makes you a, a shore. A schlag. Is that a whore? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be honored with either one. A shock shobbling shutter shore. Ooh, what is that? A cock goblin gutter whore. Oh, okay. <laughs> It didn't read. It didn't read. <laughs> Shmiganese is hard to translate it's directly. Hard. It's our first day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Hey, happy to see you. Happy to be here. Happy to see you. I love this little TV show we're going to talk about today. I feel like the last one's to talk about it, but maybe that's good. This is the stoner's way to watch Shmigadoon. Exactly. And I didn't read Harry Potter for years because I don't like when there's so much talk about something. It pisses me off. I didn't like Hamilton. <laughs> I refused to listen to Hamilton for years. I said, no, it's not for me. Spy. <laughs> yeah, and now I love it. I'm like, one of the best songs in the whole thing. Listen, it's my number one go-to shower song. Also, we are covering Schmigadoon because I had a crazy week because I was in Walt Disney World on vacation. Yeah, you were. Wait, did I tell you how this happened? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was with my dad's girlfriend's daughter. We were all at dinner together. And she was like, I'm going to Disney World in a couple of weeks with my two friends. I'm like, you can't go to Disney with just three people. It's uneven. You need <laughs> four so everyone can ride the rides together. And she's like, do you want to come? And my drunk ass at the bar bought my ticket to Disney World. My airplane ticket. I fucking love that. So the next day I was like, well, I guess I'm going to fucking Disney. Drunk Mikey had your best interests at heart. Listen, no one looks out for me more (laughs) than probably drugged Mikey, actually, but... Oh, I'm so jealous. Okay, wait, tell me about Avatar World, because I've still not been there. Okay, Avatar is wonderful. There's one that's like, it's a small world for Avatar, it's fine. But the other one is like Soren. You've been on Soren before, right? <gasps> I love Soren. Soren is a stoner's ride. Well, this is pretty much Soren, except you have 3D glasses on, and <gasps> you're on a motorcycle contraption. <laughs> like, you're on the creature, and oh. you feel it breathing under you. They make the machine breathe. Oh my god, does it feel real? Like, so you really feels like you're flying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You feel like you're fucking flying. It's crazy. It's crazy. But Avatar I've done before. What I've never done before, which was unbelievable, was Rise of the Resistance. The new Star Wars. The Star Wars ride. Oh. I can't even call it a fucking ride. It's 30 minutes. Shit. It's an experience. You get on (laughs) the spaceship and the spaceship takes off and you can like look out the front and you can look out the back and you're flying through outer space. You're like, this is cool. And then all of a sudden they're like, like we're being taken by an enemy ship and you feel like you're getting sucked in and then the doors that you just entered from from outside open again and girl you are in a room the size <laughs> of a football field and there's oh about God. 100 stormtroopers in the back <gasps> holding their guns and the oh cast God. members are in costumes and they're like get out rebel scum go to the right go to the right and oh you're like God. taken prisoner to be interrogated and you have to go to an <laughs> interrogation room and Kylo Ren comes in no and then the rebels break it. They're like, this way, this way. We're here to save you. And they put you in another ride vehicle. And you start flying around the enemy ship. It's a ride within a ride? And you get It's like three rides. Holy shit. You get shit. on a ride. You get off of a ride. You go into a room. You get on another ride. Like, it doesn't stop. And then you get into, <laughs> Kylo Ren starts chasing you and you lock yourselves in a room and all of a sudden you hear a boom on top of you and his fucking lightsaber comes through the ceiling. He puts his lightsaber through and cuts a hole into 
<laughs> the ceiling. It was the most insane thing I've ever done in my entire life. Wow. I think I would legitimately get scared. No one moved. When the doors open that first time and you see you're in this giant fucking room and there's all those stormtroopers and they're just fucking yelling at you, no one moved in the room. I was actually scared. Not of the ride because I was so in the fucking situation. Like I felt like I was behind enemy lines. Yeah. I wonder if that's responsible to have a ride that's that intense and, and kind of simulating a war and yeah I wonder if people get in there and they're like whoa I thought this was a roller coaster holy yeah, fucking shit they're like where's C-3PO like <laughs> yeah <laughs> do they still have that old corny Star, Star Wars Tours ride? is still there it's still so fucking oh my good. god I thought it would be like Star Tours Star Tours right. you just kind of jiggle in a box uh-huh. no this is an experience <laughs> yeah that's insane it kind of makes me think of at Universal when you can do the train ride from one Harry Potter area to the other yeah and you're on the train and like the Dementors come and it feels like a real experience in a way but I feel like this is like times a thousand they were like okay Harry Potter World's a hit we need to fucking top that and let me tell you something they did it and the other ride they have the Millennium Falcon ride is great too like you actually go into the Millennium Falcon it looks just like the fucking movie the three people I was with they never saw Star Wars they didn't give two shits about Star Wars and they were still like holy shit I mean I almost cried it was so fucking cool I bet even if you're a person that doesn't like Star Wars or hasn't seen it if you go on that ride and it's that good you're like maybe I should watch this shit so one of them said that it's like me with Twilight with you exactly <laughs> I love Twilight now we love I've seen them Twilight. all now if I could be anyone I'd be a Volturi <gasps> I'm obsessed listen we would be fantastic Volturi no we wouldn't they would kill us <laughs> I don't know. They're so fancy like us. Like, I feel like they just have to sit around and dress up and have parties. <laughs> <laughs> we would fuck shit up and then get in trouble. Do you I know would what break I mean? their vases, like their old Italian vases <laughs> or something. I would go out in the sunlight to be like, look at my skin. <laughs> For Mardi Gras and like, I, I go to Atlantic City with my sparkly skin. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. They'd kill us. Oh they'd God. kill us. One other thing I did see was the old Beauty and the Beast show from the 90s. Do you remember this when they're in costume? Yeah. I love that show. I love it. I go every fucking time. And the girls come out in the end with the Pepto-Bismol pink dresses. Oh my God, But yes. because of, you know, COVID, they can't dance with each other, the characters. That's so sad. So at the end, when she comes out in the gold dress for Beauty and the Beast, they don't hug. They come out and they bow to each other. And then they come down the stairs and the rest of the cast is in a half circle and Belle and the princes go to each person just bow to each person in the the ensemble and that's how they fill Beating the Beast (laughs) with like a hundred bows it's crazy and like her and the Beast just like wave to each other (laughs) I love you baby when he changes she you know she's usually like holding him for the I love you moment she's like cradling him but she couldn't do that so after he changed she just like walked around in a circle around him a few times like couldn't believe it like checking all the angles out it was so fucking crazy (laughs) and no one else wanted to go see it they were like they wanted to go drink somewhere and I'm like listen I'm in Disney World I gotta see this fucking show I went by myself I took an edible I was high as balls in the back of the theater watching this I laughed I was crying at the end even though it was stupid I fucking (laughs) cried Yeah, it was a great trip. I'm so jealous. If there's something I love, it's theme park entertainment. It's so good. It's It's so good. Oh, also, since this just came out and we're Mm. in in the year that it happened, I thought I can introduce a new segment. I'm sorry to throw this at you. Oh, no, I'm so excited. I thought I'd call it um, News That's Important to Me that I can share with you for the week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yay. Let's do it. Okay, so three things I thought that were big this week that happened. 
one, the full West Side Story trailer was released. Oh, did you watch? Beautiful. I did, but I'm still a little like, where are the songs? But I think it looks absolutely gorgeous. I know. Why aren't we hearing them sing? I think it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yeah, there's so many great people in it. It's not like we had, it would be a terrible stunt casting. It's not like Carly Rae Jepsen as... That's it. Okay, but I heard she turned as Cinderella. Actually, I loved her as Frenchie. I know they gave her that back. I take everything oh, back yeah. when I said I love Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of her. I don't know why I just threw her under the bus. <laughs> when she did Frenchie, that was weird. They gave her a song. All I need is an angel. Oh, take fuck. A we have to cover we that. We have to. We have to. Boys to men <laughs> as the teen angels. <laughs> that was a genius mm-hmm. casting move. And it worked. Yeah. They had that whole fucking Ferris wheel. Remember they had like an amusement park they built on the lot? Yeah. That must have been fun to see any of live musicals for TV. Uh-huh. If you were in the audience for those. Yeah. I wish I was at the Superstar one. I mean, that looked like so much fucking fun. Superstar Jesus Christ, one. Superstar Live. Oh, I was thinking Molly Shannon. Yeah, like, Superstar. superstar. <laughs> I was like, what? You didn't Musical? see that? <laughs> That would be a good musical. So yeah, it looks great. It looks beautiful. I mean, it's Steven Spielberg, so it's going to look great. Is what's her name, the original Anita playing Doc? I don't know. Rita Moreno? Yeah, she's in it. She's in all the trailers. So I don't know if they like made a new character for her or if she's just like a female Doc. I didn't really think about what she was doing there, to be honest. I was just like, this is right. Yeah, (laughs) but I'm excited for it. Wow. Hell yeah. I mean, we've had so many movie musicals this year and some of them have been legitimately fantastic. Which ones? What have we had this year? I'm trying to think. Oh, In the Heights. Beautiful. Dear Evan Hansen just came out, but I I did not hear it was beautiful. I just read one where they called him ghoulish. I mean, it doesn't look good. Every trailer I've tried to get, and you know, I don't like to bash shit. Even though I joke on here, like I'm pretty fucking optimistic and I'm like always out to have a good time. But the trailers make me uncomfortable. I can't look at him. Ugh, it's unfortunate. I hope we find something to love about it when we see it. Yeah. Cinderella came out. I loved and hated at the same time. Listen, I haven't heard anything good about it. (laughs) I'm scared to watch watch it um okay wait what else the hamilton pro shot came out last year we just got the come from away pro shot mm, i gotta watch that too yeah same this is on um what we're gonna watch schmigadoon on apple, apple plus. plus they're really pandering to us theater queens yeah they are um okay second news thing that happened this week is that yesterday i had a reunion with my friend alex who i worked <laughs> with at a theater this summer Yay. and i posted a story of us toasting each other with doja cat's song bitch in the background and today I woke up and Broadway legend Donna McKechnie watched my story. <laughs> wow, do you know her? No, I didn't even know I followed her. And she watched it? I mean, maybe she has people who run her social media. I don't know how it works. I guess I did friend her. I mean, we were Facebook friends. So, but I mean, I just thought it was so fucking funny. That's awesome. She's legendary. Legend. There's that. Good for you. Third piece of news is that I have check with my sources to confirm this but it is official that Riverdale is doing next to normal musical episode I'm so excited for that I can't even imagine how that's gonna go I can't wait to see that crazy mom play Diana she has to do it baby this show's gotten so out of control you know the redhead who (laughs) plays um uh Cheryl. Yeah, Cheryl, Cheryl Blossom. She started a cult this season with the gay guy, Kevin. Goals. And every week before their sermon, they sing um, Everything's Alright from Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> Is there any context for why? Nope. No. No. <laughs> 
Not at all. And then at the end of last week's episode, she was trying to prove everyone she was a saint and she did three like magic tricks because they say if you do three <laughs> miracles, you're a saint. So she tried to do like three tricks. At the end, she's like, I know we were doing this to trick them, but I actually think I am a saint. What if I am a saint? <laughs> and that's how it ended. I just don't even know like what to think of that. What do you mean? What if I'm a saint? <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean? But that was our cliffhanger. Is Cheryl Blossom a saint? That show is out of control. We have to cover all the musicals so that I can watch the other episodes. We have to. They started a whole storyline with aliens and it just disappeared. They were like, <laughs> we don't know where to go with this. We, and people just stopped talking about the aliens. You know how in Riverdale, when everybody plays a part in the musical, they like have to be that character. Uh -huh. So the mom is going to be typecast, of course. But who's going to play, say, Gabe? Is it going to be an actual dead person? Well, here's the thing that's confusing is that the show jumped seven years into the future. So they're all adults <laughs> and the Riverdale school was closing. So they all came back to teach at Riverdale. That's right. That's so right. So now they're all teachers. So I don't understand. It makes even less sense now. So all the teachers are going to be. <laughs> it's the teacher musical, you know. <laughs> and the teachers, one teacher is going to bring their mom in. Like, I don't know what's going to, how they're going to pull this off. Well, stay tuned guys. Cause you know that we will cover that. It'll be in our new news <laughs> segment. <laughs> I loved it. Thank you. If you could, could you add like a boop, 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 like a news bulletin sound effect? Is that a thing? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what is he doing? Or you could just record that and then play it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what song is that? <laughs> um. Okay. Schmigadoon? Schmabschmalutely. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I also need to preface this by saying if you're intrigued by Schmigadoon, we're going to talk about it like idiot stoners. But our lovely friend Mark at Broadway by Ghostlight, he actually did YouTube videos of this whole series. And it's so informative and funny and it's fantastic. So check it out. Now, Grace, you only watched the first episode, correct? That's all you've yeah. seen? Okay. I have seen it all the way through. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't give you any spoilers. Yeah. I love when we do this because I think that's the best combination. Yeah. Okay, great. Also, I dropped my phone in the toilet five minutes before we started, <laughs> and it's working fantastic. I want to thank Apple yeah. and all their people who are out there working their asses <laughs> off so people with <laughs> dreams can do podcasts like this. This opening, immediate joy. The overture playing while you get all the credits for everybody involved. It's so sweet. Nostalgia. Lots of nostalgia. We meet Melissa, who is played by Cecily Strong from SNL, and she's an OBGYN. And we meet her love. Lover. Her lover, Josh, who's Keegan-Michael Key, who I find very sexy. Oh, I actually find them both fucking hot. Same. Funny in a way that isn't like ha-ha funny. They're such good choices for these characters because they're real life funny, relatable funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when we first meet them, she is working a late shift and she's trying to get a little snack from the machine. He's a surgeon. They're both in scrubs. That's hot. Yeah. She's trying to get candy out of the vending machine and he's like, oh, you have to kick it this way. And then then all the candy falls and that's when they fall in love and it's this magical moment. Tons of fucking candy fell. It was magical like you said. Like do you think, am I just looking too much into it like that they were supposed to, I don't know. <laughs> 
Oh, no. I think I'm right there yeah, with you. Yeah, okay. Because it's so whimsical and ridiculous. That would never happen in real life. Yeah. It made me viscerally excited. I was like, candy. Oh, yeah. I loved it. It looked good. Uh, we see them a year later, and they're having their one-year anniversary, and she's, like, saying this long, romantic speech, and he's like, same, <laughs> just same. And she's pissed because he's not giving back that same love and excitement. And then the dessert lady comes, opens this thing, and it's all the candy, like, from the vending machine. It was sweet. It was romantic. I'd still want him to say something nice about me after. Yeah, I want words, too. I do want candy, though. Yeah, thank you for the candy. Now, let's hear what you have to say. I think I would need that. <laughs> they kind of psyched me out here as well, because I thought we were going to see them immediately struggling. But it was nice to have this little moment of conflict of her being like, why aren't you saying something nice? And then he surprises her. Yeah. And it's so romantic. So they kind of faked me out. And things then start getting a little rough. Three years later. It ain't pretty. They're struggling so much as a couple that they decide to do a kind of hippie, dippy, romantic retreat, which I would love. I love shit I like thought this, this was so cool. I would absolutely yeah. do it. I would do this with you just for friendship, to renew our friendship. <gasps> Imagine we were like the hippies that ran a friendship retreat and it was just us vibing with friends. I honestly feel like that's what's going to happen eventually. The main important part of this little romantic trip they have are these stone hearts that have their partner's name on them and they go on this hike and it's raining and shitty and they're arguing and Josh lost the heart that said Melissa on She's it. pissed, yeah. Oh my God, it's really hard for me not to tell you what happens. <laughs> I know, because like all these things that go down, I'm like, I know they're important. Like I know in the end he's going to find the thing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> But that's what's so great about it. Yeah. They just create all these lovely tropes that you're used to and you love and are beautiful and comforting. I also love this show is less than a half hour and six episodes. It's short. It's sweet. It's like perfect. Yeah, I so agree. I need low commitment things lately. Yeah. And it makes you happy. It's just giggly and fun. Mm-hmm. They're like out in the storm in the forest. They hear church bells. They see a bridge. They follow it because they're miserable. They're like, let's just sleep in a bed, please. And they find beautiful Schmigadoon. Beautiful Schmigadoon. Also, I think I've watched too much Lost and other shows like that. Like, I wanted the backstory of how Schmigadoon got there. Like, why they were all singing. And it's just it's just not that show. It's just a magical town where they sing. Yeah, you just have to suspend your belief. I was looking for clues. It's just not that show. I want to live in not this type of musical I want to live in a musical that's like a little angsty I'd love to live in like a Hedwig universe oh wow you know okay campy and the fashion is insane and still great performance moments I think I'd do great in like a phantom world (gasps) wearing those costumes and like riding carriages everywhere with horses I would love to do that I just found this production company that was started by a guy who had worked at Cirque du Soleil. I went down a black hole of looking up Cirque du Soleil things. Mm-hmm. And he created this show that's kind of like a circus, but it's like all horses. And it's people and acrobats doing performances and scenes with horses. It's crazy. Very European. What is it called? Cavalia. Ooh. And where is it? Is it here? I don't know if they're still touring, but they were European tours. But I also don't know how I... Well, I don't think I like horses on stage, but... 
it oh. was just so intriguing and i just was like really high and looking at it for hours like this dancer is dancing with a horse you think they're mean <laughs> to the horses i just worry that that's an unnatural thing to ask a horse to do to dance with you seems dangerous yeah. you know what i mean i'm a bit afraid of horses though oh why because they're so powerful that one kicked paris hilton in the early oh 2000s. my god <laughs> that was formative for me that was so good <laughs> It was so I good. love A Simple Life. That was my favorite fucking show. I have all of them on DVD right next to me. They're so good. Nicole Richie, she has got to be one of the funniest people in the yeah, world. Yeah, a genius. Like, she's so smart. Her, 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 her like, comedic timing <laughs> her is brain so do smart. Good. Her brain do good. <laughs> I love her. Same. When they're in the sausage factory, they have to work there, and they, like, <laughs> trying to fill the skin up with the meat, and the meat's flying everywhere, and the guy comes in, he goes, what are you girls doing? She's like, making sausages. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. Do you remember her song, Stars Are Blind? Yep. That song was great. It was good. There's so many songs from that era that I love, but like I don't know the words to. Like that Janet Jackson song that's like, I love Janet Jackson. <laughs> that song is so fucking good. When I took acid a couple of weeks ago, I like left um, Solomon a video and I had my sunglasses on. I was just like talking and he, wrote, he sent a video back and he was like, who do you think you are? And why are you talking to me like you're Janet Jackson? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good line. <laughs> it's so good. What does that even mean? <laughs> okay, so they're in Schmegadoon. Schmegadoon. This ensemble starts with the title song, the titular song. Okay, so every number is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Help old Mikey out. Is like a, um, not replica, but like a nod to... Oh, what's yeah, What's the word yeah. I'm looking for? Um, <laughs> an homage? Homage! <laughs> <laughs> so this is, I would say, is their homage to Oklahoma. For sure. Schmega, 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 schmega. <laughs> Let me sing for you my favorite lyrics. Oh yeah, please, please. Where the men are men and the cows are cows. <laughs> That's so funny. I rewound that like six times. <laughs> the men are men and the cows are cows. Melissa's enjoying it. Josh fucking hates it. He hates it so much. And he compares it to Wicker Man. Do you know that fucking movie? No. It's his Nicolas Cage movie where he's in this like creepy town, culty town. And in the end, they fuck him up really badly. And they put him in a mask of bees. <gasps> like his head is just bees everywhere. And he's like, not the bees. Not the bees. Yeah, I'm going to send you this. It's a really scary, weird movie. And I'm allergic to bees. Oh, shit. Maybe I shouldn't send it to you then. That'll be traumatizing. I know. My mom would never let me watch My Girl. Oh, no. That movie's so sad. That's funny. You weren't allowed. No. I'd be like, Mom, can I sleep over my friend's house? She's like, are you going to watch My Girl? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, I didn't like ask that question. You know, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, okay, they're like... <laughs> they're meeting the people of the town and we meet a bunch of them some you can tell are going to be bigger characters the school marm emma tate we see ariana debose who is on 
fire. Her career is insane. She's going to be Anita in the West Side Story movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. She's the school teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's wonderful. The triple threats, man. Uh-huh. What's more fascinating? Also, they don't understand what's going on right now. They think they stumbled upon, like, uh, an amusement park type world. Why would you be hateful of it then? I'd be like, this is awesome. I didn't even pay the ticket to get in here. Yeah. Well, doesn't he say that at one point? He's like, I'm not paying for this or something. Oh, true, true, yeah. true. <laughs> We are not ticket holders. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We meet this farmer who will kill you if you touch one of his daughters. I'm sure that'll come up. And one of his daughters is Dove Cameron. Love her. She was so good in that hairspray live. And I love she's in those Descendant movies I love from Disney Channel. Yes. And she did Light in the Piñasa. In the Piñasa. Uh-huh. Our favorite. That's a throwback to episode one, in case you forgot, Light in the Piñata. All episodes on Apple Music and Spotify. (laughs) Still looking for an artist to paint our portrait, if you're out there. (laughs) You think people want to create right now, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, I know we're all burnt out, but it's the end of the world, shouldn't we make art? Exactly. We get intros to other people, like the doctor, the undertaker, and then we get my favorite cameo. I'm assuming it's a cameo I would love for her to be a full-time star. A psychic who is played by... Drag race extraordinaire, Peppermint. Oh, I did not know who that was. Peppermint was in the top four of her season and it was such a good season. That was such a competitive cast. And, oh, I think she actually was top two. And she is the first trans woman maybe trans performer period i might be it might be that to have ever originated a role on broadway she was in head over heels oh she's no i did not know who she was but it is just a cameo we never see her again oh bummer but she's so cool i love the intersection of my two favorite guilty pleasures musical theater and drag race Uh uh-huh i get that yeah hell yeah she's so good we meet the mayor oh mr alan cummings coming Coming. Coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> He's so good in this. His name is, I'm going to fuck up his first name, Aloysius. Mm-hmm. And his last name is Men Love. <laughs> is he going to be on a quest to find a man to love? Yeah, his whole bit is that he's secretly homosexual. God bless him, Men Love. Uh-huh. I did not realize that was his last name. But it, that's not like a spoiler. It like becomes clear, like, from episode two. Right away. Like, like, yeah. Or even episode one with the last name Men Love. Yeah, right. <laughs> this one's for all my millennial high flyers who were traumatized when Paris Hilton got kicked by that horse. Take a hit. It'll make you like horses again. They have like this little kid with a lisp as well that's introducing everyone that kills me. And he's like, it's the mayor. And it's very... um Winthrop, music man. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is actually the school teacher's little brother, and he plays, like, a bigger part. So cute. Yeah, he does a lot more. We meet Mrs. Layton, Kristen Chenoweth. Oh, yes. Our villain. She was really good in the Hairspray Live, too, as Velma. Okay. Her Miss Baltimore Crabs is really fucking good. And she was also really good in The Descendants. She was really good in The Descendants. (laughs) Her and Dove Cameron worked together all the time. Yeah, and as mother and daughter a lot. Uh Uh-huh. Kristen Chenoweth was the mother in Light in the Piazza when Dove Cameron did it. Why? 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I was like, no way. I thought that was Renee Fleming. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I believed you. I got so excited. This choreo is just unbelievable. These dancers are so good. The ensemble might be my favorite part. They're so good. In this song and the next one they do. And it's cool that you watch the ensemble for all these episodes because you start to like recognize them all and you kind of know them all Aww. like as the... I was like, oh, it's that one. It's that one. That's kind of cool. You like really learn the town of Shemigadoon. The mayor's wife. Her name is Florence, and it's Anne Harada, who I love. Love her. Do you fucking love Avenue Q like I love Avenue Q? I love Avenue Q. Okay, I listen to, you know my favorite show is Beverly Hills 90210. And, of course. Um, I listened to a 90210 podcast, and they had this character come back from the college years, and she was an activist, and she was like always button heads with Brandon the lead, and she was on for multiple episodes. And she came on, and I didn't realize she was the woman who played, um, originated, uh... <sighs> not Doogie Howser. Not Doogie Howser. It's the other, the landlord, the TV star. What are little, you talking about? <laughs> the little black boy. What are you talking about? The character in Avenue Q. Gary Coleman. Oh, oh. <laughs> so the woman she originated who that played role. Gary Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was also on 90210 when I never put two and two together. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that cool? That's really Wasn't that worth three minutes of the podcast? (laughs) Anyway, it was a wonderful interview. (laughs) Very insightful. Oh my God. I don't even remember what we were talking about. (laughs) I don't know how we got there. How did I get on this? Oh yes, Avenue Q. I love it. She's wonderful in Avenue Q. Yeah. (laughs) They talk to the mayor and his wife and they're like, you can stay at our inn. So they decide to, but then they get there and Mrs. Layton, the Kristen Channel with Jesus Freak, throws shade because she's like, they're not married. Also, her husband is the reverend who's played by Fred Armisen, who I love. Mm -hmm. I love him. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, and on the way to the hotel, they meet Danny Bailey, who's the bad boy who's played by Aaron Tveit. And he's hitting on Melissa. He's trying to get it. Star of Gossip Girl, Aaron Tveit. He's fucking hot. He's hot hot even his pants are so high like i imagine everyone's grandpa's wore Uh he still looks so hot still hot yeah he looks good and he like runs the fun house yeah very billy bigelow yep i was gonna say that Uh uh-huh okay so they get to the hotel and kristen chenoweth will not let them stay in the same room so they have to get separate rooms across the hall she's like wait an hour and come into my room and he passes out yeah and she really wants him to come into her room so they can go meet up and go on the tunnel of love and kind of have this little adventure and she is so cute the melissa character because you can tell she's just yearning for more she just wants some excitement and romance and he's kind of a debbie downer josh and he's just kind of tired but okay with how things are so she's like fuck it and goes to explore by herself where she stumbles upon tommy delaney what is his name danny bailey oh danny bailey (laughs) tommy delaney was close (laughs) (laughs) we get basically if i loved you Uh uh-huh it's great. He sounds great. He's so fucking funny. Yeah, it's called You Can't Tame Me. Even though he's very into Melissa, he's like this rogue wolf. And there's all these times he's almost kissing her and then kind of faking her out because he's like, hey, are you making me fall in love with you? Literally, it's the whole scene. It's the bench scene from Carousel. Uh-huh. This is like when she starts realizing something's off here. This really intrigued me. She's afterwards like, what was up with that? Why'd you just sing this whole thing to me? And he's like, 
like, what are you talking about? They don't know that they're singing. I thought that was an intriguing. That's why I thought there was going to be more. That's why I thought there was something secret in the town that's <laughs> making them like, I don't know. The polar bears, the others. <laughs> Four, eight, 15, 16, 23, 42. <laughs> Imagine they introduced others. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I loved Lost. That show was so good. You would be great on Lost, I feel like. Oh, wow. Thank you. That was such a hot island. So I take that with so much appreciation. You remind me a lot of, what's her name? The girl Big Kate. Oh, thank you. She got to be an elf in The Hobbit. Yes, she did. That's all anybody wants to be, right? You want to be with those uh-huh. elves. Oh my god, I would love to be in a Hobbit movie. Same. 100%. But would you be an elf or a Hobbit? I feel like I'd be like a funnier gnome character who like <laughs> lives in a mushroom. I don't think there are gnomes. <laughs> when they're in deep danger and like something's chasing them and it looks like they're gonna get killed, like my mushroom opens and I'm like, this way, Hobbits! <laughs> and they like, I like save them. Like that kind of character. I would love to see you as that. Thank you. Oh my god, this is good like <laughs> fan fiction. Yeah. Do you ever read fan fiction? Um, have I ever read fan fiction? No. I did as a kid. I used to love reading sexy Harry Potter fan fiction. Ooh. What would happen if Harry and Draco fell in love? Ooh, that's hot. It was hot. And I actually buy that relationship a thousand times more than I believe Harry and Ginny. Listen, Ginny in the movies is so bad. Ginny in the movies is terrible. There's no sexual tension. He had it with Cho. He didn't have it with Ginny. Well, Ginny was saucy in the books. Yeah, and she was kind of just like nothing in the films. I guess when you cast kids that young you don't know go girl give us nothing you know <laughs> yeah anyway we'd love to have her on the podcast yeah, sorry. we'd love to pick her brain sorry about that about kinky boots <laughs> or something kinky boots <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the end of this song I have to say when he's dancing around the pole doing his final notes I was losing it it's so funny this is definitely one of my favorite numbers in the whole series oh, lit. this one and the next one and then they fuck right Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't think so. Uh, never mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> so she leaves. She leaves. Whereas before she was like, this is cute and charming. Now she's like, what the fuck is happening? Uh-huh. Next morning, they're having breakfast. Josh is like, I'm so sorry. I fell asleep. Dove Cameron, who plays Betsy, comes over. And she's like, uh-huh. so cute. Laughing her ass off over Josh saying, I slept like a log. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just so cute. She's like, logs don't sleep. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and then she's like, you guys need to try this corn pudding. This might be my favorite song. This is actually my favorite song of all time. It's so funny. Melissa's like, well, I've never had corn pudding. And Betsy calls out to all of them. She's never heard of corn pudding. And we get this fantastic ensemble number. Corn pudding, corn pudding, corn pudding. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. It's like shapoopy, but about corn pudding. Yes. It's so much better than Shapoopy. It is, but I love Shapoopy. Don't shit on Shapoopy. I love the word Shapoopy, but that number. I don't <gasps> love the music man. Oh! <laughs> it sounds like you just got stabbed. That sound that just came out of me. It was so guttural. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't like it that much. How do you not like the music man? I don't not like it. I just, it's not my favorite. You know what Have I mean? Have you ever seen it? The whole thing? Yeah. Mary and the Librarian? I mean, she's Th- great, but there's just other ones I like so much more. I don't know. I don't find anyone that. Come on. the, the Pick a little talk a little the wives they're so fucking funny i crack my i can't stop laughing 
laughing when I watch them. When she's when she's doing the fountain. <laughs> One Grecian urn. <laughs> Come on, that's fucking gold. All right, maybe we need to cover it, and I'll I'll see if I've changed my tune. Which version have you seen? Like, where have you seen the it? The old movie. Okay, you need to watch an updated one. Okay. Okay. Fair. But I do love the old movie. That being said, we should cover some old movie musicals. I would love to do that. They're just so long. That's a problem with them. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, and in Corn Pudding, uh, Melissa joins in on a verse, which is new. Uh huh. And she said, like, she just opened her mouth and it just, she knew what to say. Like, the town took over her. I need that in improv. Right? Wouldn't that be nice if you didn't have to learn your lines? Like, you didn't have to worry about that? You could just worry <sighs> about, like, getting a character and, like... Just good vibes, getting the vibes right. Yeah. That would be so lit. If there was, like, a drug we could peddle that did that. You know, i take it. They try to leave but they can't. They're trying to get over this bridge and every time they go over it, they just still see Brigadoon. Oh, Schmigadoon. <laughs> you want to tell old musicals I love? I fucking love Brigadoon. I've never seen it. It's so good. I know nothing about it, actually. Is it like this? Oh, it's literally the concept of Schmigadoon. First of all, the old film is so good and it's fucking Gene Kelly and that beautiful face and that beautiful ass. Ooh, He's so hot. That beautiful ass. <laughs> his ass is gorgeous. I've always been obsessed with his ass and it's like him and a friend and they're traveling in Ireland or Scotland and they come across this town but the town only awakens for a day every hundred years but it feels normal to them in the town so they're stuck in this like ancient dreamy time and yeah he like falls in love with a girl there and well they both kind of fall in love and then he goes back to New York and he hates it and then he tries to come back and find it and it's not supposed to be available to him because it's not supposed to be open for another hundred years but it does because they love each other. And then he lives his life in Brigadoon. What about his friend? Does his friend go back home? I can't remember. Wow. I mean, someone should go back and tell them they're alive. I guess in this world, they don't have a lot of friends or family. I don't know. <laughs> and this is where we see Martin Short, correct? Yeah, I was so excited. This is his only scene he does in the whole show. The only thing? He never comes back. Wow. And I bet he got paid money for this. Good for him. Good for him. I love Martin Short. Are you watching that other show he's doing right now with Selena Gomez? Gomez and no. Steve Martin. Is it good? I love it. It's really good. It's only like four episodes so far. It's on Hulu. It's called Only Murders in the Building. Kind of true crime obsessed mystery thing that they're all doing together. Okay, I gotta watch it. Also, you need to watch American Crime Story Impeachment. I do. You know I love Monica Lewinsky. <sighs> There's only been two episodes. It's so fucking good. Sarah Paulson is playing Linda Tripp. She's unrecognizable. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was Sarah Paulson. She's, she's so fucking good. She's, I think she's one of the most talented actresses in the entire world. And she must work so much because she's constantly in something new. I mean, Ryan Murphy can't do anything without putting her in it. I mean, she's constantly doing his shit. Oh, he must love her so much. He must love her. She must be a joy to work with. Yeah, she's so fucking talented. Yeah, you have to watch it. And Annalie Ashford's in it. She plays yes. um, Paula. Uh, Paula Jones? I don't know if that's name. Paula Cole? No. Paula Cole. <laughs> I don't want to wait. <laughs> Ooh, let's all take a little break. Whether your guilty pleasure is drinking, smoking, or just eating a little corn pudding, go ahead and treat yourself. You should it. So yeah, they meet Martin Short, who's like this leprechaun guardian of Schmigadoon. And is like, Schmigadoon's magical, and you can't leave until you find your true love. They're freaking out, because they're like, we just saw a leprechaun. And then they're like, oh, well, he said we just have to find true love. So I love you, and you love me. So we got this. And they go over the bridge, and they realize they're still in Schmigadoon. So they're like, oh, fuck, we don't love each other. That's awkward. That's awkward as fuck. That's a genius 
ominous ending to a first episode. That's an awkward walk back over the bridge. <laughs> it's so well done. It's so well written. And it's such a cool mixture of all of these tropes of musical theater. And then this real life relationship shit where it's they do love each other, but they're not in love kind of thing. Yeah, it's great. The rest of the episodes are great. You got to watch them. Okay, listen, listeners, I'm sure a lot of you have watched, but those of you that haven't, even if you're not like the most musical theatery person, the show is so fucking good and this cast is nuts. Yeah, even if you're like, oh, you don't get that's an homage to Oklahoma, it's still fucking funny just that they're in this town, they're dancing. Like, you don't need to understand all those little things to still enjoy it. Yeah, and I feel like you still know that they're an homage even if you're not like, oh, that's Finian's Rainbow. Oh, that's Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Yeah. You still are like, oh, that's a musical thing, you know? Uh-huh. And also, um, Jane Krakowski comes. As who? She plays, like, the Baroness from Sound of Music type character. Oh, my and God. And she has a song that is, like, um, always true to you, darling, in my fashion. Ugh. Like a song what just like that. It's so good. I love Jane Krakowski. Yeah. Do you watch 30 Rock? No. That's, like, my favorite show ever, probably. I've rewatched it. I've never it. seen an episode. It's so funny. There's so many musical things and musical people in it. Elaine Stritch is in it. Patti LuPone is in it. It's so funny and so stupid. Okay, I gotta watch it. But I did watch Allie McBeal when I was younger <laughs> and she was on that. Oh my God, she was. <laughs> it was so ahead of its time, actually. That co-ed bathroom? Yeah. Uh-huh. I wanted to fuck and they in would there. Do musical numbers. <laughs> yeah. The Dancing Baby? The Dancing Baby. Mm-hmm. It was a good show. I may rewatch yeah, that. Oh yeah. Do you want to fuck Mary Kill? I would love to fuck Mary Kill. Okay. Tommy Bailey, Josh, or Alan Cummings as the mayor. Oh, fuck. I love all these guys. I know you do. I would fuck Danny Bailey. Oh. He's beautiful. Yeah. He'd sing to me. Who are you going to kill? I have to kill Alan Cumming. And I have to <gasps> marry Josh. Although Josh is kind of a bummer. He's not maybe optimistic yeah. enough for me. Okay. I would marry Danny Bailey. Fuck Josh and still kill Alan Cumming. No, you got to fuck. You're not going to fuck Aaron Tevet. Well, if I married him, I'd fuck him still. Okay. Is that how that works? Yeah. I don't want to be with or fuck a politician. The mayor is a part of the bureaucracy. But he's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, my turn. I'm gonna give you The Undertaker. Okay, I don't remember what he was like. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay, not The Undertaker. (laughs) Martin Short as the leprechaun. Okay. Reverend Layton, Fred Armisen. Or how about that farmer that will shoot you if you touch his daughters? Okay, so no one attractive. Thank you for this. (laughs) (laughs) I would fuck Fred Armisen. You speak for yourself. Um, I guess. Oh God. Okay, I'm killing. I'm killing that farmer. <laughs> like, what am I gonna do with that farmer? I'm not marrying him. Not fucking him. <laughs> um, I guess I would marry. Oh God. There's a clear answer to this. I think. Fuck Fred Armisen. Marry the leprechaun. Yeah. Because the leprechaun would be fun. Like, you could do magic together. And fucking a reverend is like, ooh, I'm not supposed to be doing this. Yeah. Traveling by rainbow. Like, that'd be so fucking cool. Oh, hell yeah. I feel like when we do this, we always end up with you with, like, a mythical creature getting Every time. Every time. What does that mean? Like, are you supposed to be with an angel, a unicorn, a god? Wait, am I a saint? (gasps) Am I a saint? (laughs) (laughs) Podcast just ends right there. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's fucking perfect. You are Cheryl Blossom. Oh my God. This was so good. I'm so excited to watch the rest of this. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what you think. And then you can tell us about it. Every time we talk, you can you can discuss the ones you've watched. Oh, lit. Like every episode, like in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Like, and keep us updated on your Schmigadoon journey. This was my first steps. Yeah. You know what they say in Schmigadoon? What do they say, girl? Just keep schmilling. Just keep schmilling. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> you love you. You schluts. <laughs> Shirty schluts. Stupid. High Flying Adored is hosted by us, Mikey and Grace. It's produced by us, Grace and Mikey. Special thanks to Andy Mowat for our kick-ass theme song. Please rate and review us on whatever platform you're streaming this on. While you're at it, please follow our Instagram, High Flying Adored. That's flying with no G. Email us at highflyingadoredpodcast at gmail.com. We love you. We love you. Thanks for listening. We love you. 